Welcome into another edition of Locked on Titans. I'm Jimmy Morris, joined as always by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you today? Doing pretty good. What's going on, man? Not too much. We've got a few things to talk about today. We're going to talk about a uh, fan index type thing that came out uh, yesterday and, and where the Titans rank in that. Uh, so we got a little discussion around that. Igniting the Fire episode 2 came out on Tuesday night last night, so we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Uh, before we do that, we'll do our normal reminders. Uh, we write for MewCityMiracles.com, from the Titans for SB Nation, so you can check out our work there. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. I'm at JMorrisMCM. Terry is at TLambertFB. Podcast account at LockedOnTitans, so you can follow us there. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, rate and review, all that stuff. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. So do all that stuff. Help us out. We'd appreciate it. Um, all right, so this uh, fan index type thing, I'm trying to figure out exactly what it was called. NFL Fan and Brand Report 2018 uh, came out. A guy, I guess, from Emory University uh, went through this and, and, and kind of ranked all these things. Uh, there was an overall rank, and that was based on three ranking criteria, fan equity, social equity, and road equity. Um, and, and we'll talk a little bit about a little bit more about those as we go through and, and what each of them mean. But the Titans were dead last in the overall rankings, and they were 28th in fan equity, 30th in social equity, and 30th in road equity. Terry, I'll kind of let you kick off this discussion. What, what did you take from this? Well, I'm not really surprised, and, and you said you weren't either. Uh, we talked last week about doing this Ignite the Fire thing uh, and how the Titans just really haven't done a very good job of, of sticking with uh, the fan engagement stuff. You know, you, you said this last week. I don't know if it was on the air or not. But, you know, the Titans came on to the Nashville scene with McNair and that Super Bowl team. Uh, so they really didn't have to work very hard to generate interest. It was already there. Uh, since then, they've they've struggled to find an identity. Uh, there have been some really bad teams. So I think they've kind of gotten behind the eight ball there. Uh, and, and then we, we go back to last year. Fan support wasn't there despite the team being in the playoffs. Uh, you know, we talked about this a lot. I think the fans were a little bit smarter. Uh, they they kind of knew what was going on. They knew the Titans were greatly overachieving even though they were in the playoffs so uh not all that all that surprising uh if any of you have been to a titans game in the past five years uh the stands will will tell you that story uh i've been to some games where it's legitimately 50 50 depending on who the road team is so um it not a ton of titans support here uh, which seems uh, just super odd to say. Uh, I, I didn't think they'd be last, but I thought they'd be near the bottom for sure. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you never like to look at a list like this and see your team last. Um, and, you know, behind some teams that, you know, you, you just think of not having a very a very good national perception. But, you know, if we stepped outside of being in Middle Tennessee, being Titans fans, I mean, I think we would feel the same way about the Titans that we that people do about the Browns. Or, you know, that we hear people talk, around here talk about. Because, look, it's been forever since the Titans have been good. It's been forever since, you know, before the last couple of years. It's been forever since they've had a, a transcendent star. Um, and, and I think that those things play into some of these types of things. Because really, you're going to have your local fan base. You're going to have your local market. Those people are going to be fans of the team. Um, and, you know, in Middle Tennessee, I would say the vast majority of people that you run into here – are Titans fans. It's changing a little bit because we're having so many people move to Nashville. Um, it's become, you know, sort of the it city. And so you've got a lot of transplants here where that wasn't the case, 
you know, even five or ten years ago, but especially not when the, when they first came here in '99. Um, it was more of the you know homegrown people that had been here all their lives. Uh, now you've got more of, of the other, so you do have more fan bases that, that are coming in here now. But you know, to really have a national pool, you've got to have you've got to either be in a huge market, have a huge star, or have a run of success. Well, the Titans haven't had any of the three of those. Terry and I were talking about this before we came on here. Think about the last the last player that this team has had that you know some kid in in Kansas wanted to be a Titans fan Titans fan because of well, you know you pick your you, you pick the Titans as your team on Madden because of this guy right if you pick up Madden and you can pick any team you're going to pick the Packers because they have Aaron Rodgers or you're going to pick the Pages they have Tom Brady I mean all you know all these these different types of things the Titans haven't had that guy I mean Chris Johnson was the last really big star that this team had but it was for such a short time that I don't think it really had the time to build anything i think honestly you have to go back to the eddie george mcnair days that you had a couple of guys on the team that really inspired people all across the country to want to follow this team and again a lot of it goes back to two things fantasy football and madden right when was the last time that you had a titans player that was a first round pick in fantasy football it was chris johnson but honestly by the time that people started picking chris johnson the first round he was kind of on the on the descent and so he let people down before that it was eddie george and Eddie George hasn't played for the Titans in a really long time, like like 15 years. So th- I think all of that factors into, um, into into where they are as far as just the national perception. And then, like you said, uh, you know, we talked about it last week too. Th- this the marketing team here didn't have to work very hard in the beginning. Th- there was such a fever for the team; they were so good. All that kind of stuff happened, and then I think they kind of continued to do the same kind of things. The team got bad, and so many people fell away. They've ramped it up lately. You got to give them a lot of credit for what they've been doing lately. They've done they've done a lot of cool stuff, um, igniting the fire, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, that's just one more thing that you know, even five years ago, they've done. So they are doing their best to to change some of that kind of stuff at least as much as they can in house. But honestly, for the fans to buy in, for the fan base to build around the country, you have to put a winner on the field. We hope that they're about to do that. But, I mean, I think that, as much as anything, is what's hurting this, is what has the Titans last, is that they haven't been good, so nobody cares about them. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's wins and losses. And, and you know, if you're a smaller market team, which the Titans still are, you know, Nashville's booming now, but it's still a smaller market in comparison. Uh, if you're not winning games in a smaller market, and you're going to be at the bottom of this list. So uh, things like having a transcendent talent, like you talked about, having that, that guy in, in fantasy football, that guy you pick on whatever DFS site you use weekly, uh, that stuff helps, uh, but certainly putting a, a, a winner on the field. Uh, and, and, you know, the Titans just haven't been exciting. Uh, you talk about fantasy football. When's the, what's the player you have to have on your, your fantasy team? Uh, it, it goes all the way back to Chris Johnson. Uh, really, for only that one season, uh, I guess you can make an argument for Delaney Walker, but he's more of a mid mid round guy. Uh, Titans just haven't put an exciting product on the field, so I think that's why, at the end of the day, uh, that change in coaching staff was made. I think you're looking for a, a more explosive, more exciting product on the field, uh, and I, I really think uh, ownership's eyes were open uh, when the Titans won all those games last year. Uh, made a little bit of a run in, in the playoffs, and fan support still wasn't there. So uh, hats off to them once again for having the the awareness to, to make a change and to put a more exciting product on the field, we hope. 
Yeah, absolutely. And they they've got some pieces there now. You've got Marcus Mariota, Heisman winner. You know, has a, a big national following. You've got Derrick Henry, a Heisman winner. I, I think his impact on the fan base nationally is is less because you know being from the south i think you have a lot of people that were fans of of his in college that are they were already titans fans or, or whatever but you know how many teams have two heisman winners on their team um so i mean they've got some stuff going for them there but like you said at the end of the day it's about winning football games and until they start to consistently do that you're going to be stuck in um what where where they have been for the last the last you know decade really um, and and, I, and and again, we all we hope that that's about to change and this is about to take off. We, I mean, I think it is, but you know, it's it's it's, it's kind of too early to tell on all that, and so we'll have to kind of see how it all plays out. Um, I I don't have a good way of giving you the link. I, I from the podcast account at Locked On Titans, I, I sent out a link to, uh, on Twitter to this study that we're that we're talking about. So if you want to go and look at it and see, you know, just just kind of looking at the at the top of the list, you got Cowboys, Patriots, Eagles, Giants, Steelers. Bears, Saints, Broncos, Packers, 49ers is your top 10. And the thing that you, you see there is success or um, a quarterback play, right? Good quarterbacks or big markets, right? Um, any, any of those teams that you see there, that, that's kind of what they have. I think with, with the exception of the Bears on that list and, and probably the, the 49ers more so too, not a lot of success recently, but when you talk about the Bears and the history they have, the market of Chicago, um, it makes sense as to why they would be up there. Um, and, and they're you know fourth in fan equity, but 12th in social equity and road equity. So I think that the people that are bought into them are really bought in still, and they're still going to games and all that kind of stuff. But as far as the national you know people that, that were Bears fans because of you know whatever, really that's been back to the, to the 80s, really, the mid-80s, if, if you want to look at that. When, when the you know the nation was was in was in love with the bears um you, you know you, you've seen some of that that kind of stuff fall away so you know it's just it, it's interesting to look at that and, and again the the nashville i think will eventually become it's, it's not ever going to be like a new york or chicago market but if it keeps growing like it has been they'll be you know mid to upper market at some point but even with that they don't have the history that some of these other teams do so it, it's going to have to take putting a consistent winning product on the field before you see really any any kind of huge difference in this. I mean, they're going to tick up a couple spots if they have a, if they have a couple of good seasons. But until you see them get in the top, you know, half of, of these rankings, it's going to take a, a five-year run of sustained success. Yeah, there's some surprises near the bottom of the list, too. Uh, you talk about the, some of those original uh, NFL teams that have done it forever. Uh, Raiders kind of moved around, but Raiders were near the bottom, in the bottom half of that list. That's surprising because I've been to a, a Titans-Raiders game in Nashville, a couple of them, and uh, Raiders fans, shows, they show up. Uh, Raiders actually were fourth in road equity, so surprising they're not higher on that list. And then you look at, at the Chiefs. The Chiefs were 30th overall. Uh, you, know, you hear so much about Arrowhead and, and see that place on TV, and it's rocking and always full. Uh, so that's surprising to see. And uh, you got the Chargers w- with their move on, on, on down on the list, but teams like the Browns and the Jaguars uh, and, and the Rams, uh, Rams who moved to LA are, are still higher than the Titans. So uh, Titans are way way on down the list again. You know, I thought they'd be down there. Uh, I'm not sure that that I thought they'd be last though. Yeah, and I, like you said, I think the biggest surprise to me is the Chiefs. Yeah. Like you said, when Arrowhead, I mean, you know, that that's the the whole thing. You don't want to go to Arrowhead in December, right? I mean, we heard all about that, what was it, two years ago? 
or yeah. Titans so, don't seem to have a problem doing that, but no, way. they haven't. They haven't. But um, yeah. So I mean, that that probably is the biggest surprise to me on the list is how low they were, and just that for their fan equity to be twenty nine. That was that was a little bit surprising to me. But anyway, so yeah, like I said, you can go to, go to at Locked On Titans on Twitter. I tweeted out the link. Uh, you can you can see that there. Um, and we'll I'll post it when we when we write up this podcast as well on UCMiracles dot com. So if you want to look into that and look at, at the the measurements that they use and that kind of stuff. All right, so that'll conclude that. Coming up, we'll talk a little bit about episode two of Igniting the Fire. All right, so episode one we talked about last week. Um, Igniting the Fire was all about Coach Vrabel. Uh, very well done, I thought. Um, got we talked about it, insight into him and his ability to relate to the players and all that kind of stuff. And I and I thought that came through a little bit in this second episode as well. I think the more that I see with him interacting with players, the more comfortable I become with him as the head coach. And, and again, we go back to some of this media stuff that it's been talked about on and off throughout this offseason. And, you know, guys saying that if he cares about this little stuff, he's caring about this little stuff in all these other places and it's going to rub people the wrong way. I, I don't think that's going to be a problem at all with, with, the, with him and, and how he relates to the team. Uh, this episode was about the offense, about uh, Matt LaFleur and uh, Pat O'Hara and their work with the quarterbacks. And then kind of the second half of the episode was about uh, Rob Moore and his interaction with the wide receivers, the new wide receivers coach. Uh, Terry, just kind of initial impressions of what, what we saw last night. Uh, a little disappointed uh, just in, you know, that it was billed as, as the quarterback episode. You're going get, to get to see Marcus Mariota, and you're going to get to see uh, Pat O'Hara work with, with his quarterbacks. Didn't get to see a whole lot. Um, you know, obviously the draw here is Mariota, and we didn't really get a ton of insight there. Uh, we got the typical Marcus is great. He's got a great work, work ethic. He works very hard, and, and, and that's about it. Um, O'Hara did talk about widening his base, which we've heard a lot about. Uh, but outside of that, uh, not a not a whole lot on, on Mariota, which is surprising considering that is the draw to this team. Uh, that's that's who everyone clamors for. That's who everyone wants to hear from. So uh, you talk about building fan equity. Uh, I think getting your quarterback. Uh, in front of a camera a little bit more uh, would be a way to do that. And Titans didn't choose to. I mean, they chose to put Gabbert on screen with Luke Falk just as much as Mariota. Were you surprised by that? Yeah, I, I was a little bit. And like you said, it, it just there wasn't there, there wasn't a whole lot of of behind the scenes, I guess, type of information. I want some inside these guys' personalities and that type type of stuff. And, and, and to be fair, I mean, with Marcus Mariota, I don't think that um, th- that there's ever going to be – I don't know. He's a pretty closed-off guy. I don't think you're ever going to really see anything differently from him than what he portrays. I think that's who he is. But, yeah, it, it didn't seem to, like, really they, – they talked about Mariota, but they also talked about Garrett. They also talked about Luke Falk. There wasn't a whole lot of, like – he didn't get that much extra screen, screen time considering he's the franchise quarterback. So I was a little bit surprised by that. Um, you know, they, they, they did the, the thing on the assistant equipment manager. That was cool. And, and it, it's, it's, it's cool to get to see some of that behind-the-scenes stuff and those guys that we, we don't know anything about. I've seen that guy up in the practice field before, but didn't know who he was, didn't know anything about him. So that, that kind of stuff is, is kind of cool to see. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, just a little bit disappointed overall in, um, in what, they've, what, what they've brought out so far. And hopefully we'll get to see. I, I just want to see, and we are talking about this before we came on, more of even like the mic'd up stuff that you get after a game sometimes with, with the guys with their interaction during during the game in, in this case during practices during stretching all that stuff we talked about you know the trailer that we saw before this started a week ago 
um, with Dory Jackson talking about it being like our own hard knocks type thing. Um, you, you know, I expected to be more of that kind of stuff. And this stuff to me, if you've, if you've watched the Titans All Access that they've done really ever since they've been here with Mike Keith, I mean, it's cool. You get to see him talk to some guys that, that sometimes you don't hear from and you get to get a little more detail on things that go on. But it's not really an insight into the personality of the players. And I was just kind of hoping to get a little bit more of that. Yeah, the biggest thing for me was seeing Corey Davis go at full speed, who was supposedly limited uh, throughout OTAs. He didn't look very limited to me, uh, getting off of jams and, and jumping up and, and making catches. So uh, you saw him interacting with Rob Moore, who uh, who I thought came across pretty well on, on the episode. You saw him talking to uh, Corey Davis about his release about stabbing that foot and, and, and getting up the field. Uh, you saw him getting on Taewon Taylor for uh, not getting his head around quick enough and kind of leaving his quarterback out to dry. So that that part was cool. Uh, but, again, yeah, like you said, not a lot of personality uh, to, to get into there. It's more of showing a clip on the field and, and asking a coach how he coaches. So yeah, I'd like to see Corey Davis. I'd like to see him have a conversation with Marcus Mariota. I think that would go over well. Uh, just, you know, I want to see guys stretching and, and, and what they're talking about stretching, even if it's not about football. Uh, that's how you're going to build uh, fan interest. That's how you're going to build that fan equity that we talked about. And uh, so far, not not getting a ton of it. And, and you know, it's their first time doing this. Uh, it's, it's only, what, a 14-minute episode. So we're not getting the hard knocks here. You know, we're not getting that kind of access. So, uh, grateful to have something, but it, it could be a little better. Yeah, and they said ten episodes, right? When this, when they initially came out, so that you're running into the middle of August at that point. So you'll get hopefully some stuff from training camp, uh, preseason game or two. Um, maybe you'll get a little bit more once once it starts to get into that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully that's what we'll see. And like you said, it's the first time of, of them doing this, and it is it's it's a good thing. And I'm, I'm glad they're doing it, but just kind of a couple different directions that, that we might want to see them go in. So we'll continue to keep an eye on that. And, again, at least it gives us something to, to watch, something to talk about uh, during these, these weeks here that, um, that there's nothing else going on. Um, and, again, you know, this is, a, this is the era of no news is good news thing. And like we talked about before, we want to hear a, a contract extension for Taylor LeJuan. Anything else, we want our players to stay out of the news. Um, you know, no, no dead bodies found in anybody's houses, right? That, that's not a good thing. It could always that, you know, be worse. <laughs> right, it could always be worse. So um, in case you didn't hear that story, Janoris Jenkins was probably not home, but somebody was was murdered in his house, and so that's that's the whole thing that they're going to be going through. And, and again, that's going to be a story at the beginning of camp, because even if everything's, work, everything's worked out and resolved here in the next couple of weeks, the media's not going to see him until camp. And so that's all that stuff's gonna be, and you just don't want you just don't want those distractions, that kind of stuff. Obviously, you don't want somebody to die, but you know, just from a from a football perspective, um, you, you don't want those, those types of distractions and things coming in. And so, hopefully, we won't see anything like that uh, over the next couple of weeks. But all right, so that'll do it for today's episode. Uh, again, thanks for listening. Keep plugging in. Uh, we'll continue to have these episodes. We'll do some more career retrospective type things um, as we go through this, and we'll be on museummiracles.com. Uh, you know, we'll be cranking out stuff there. We'll get into fantasy content and all that kind of stuff as, as we get closer to that because I know people start ramping up their fantasy drafts and all that kind of stuff. So we'll, we'll start talking a little bit more about all that stuff as well. So uh, for Terry, this is Jimmy saying thanks for listening, and we will talk to you again later.